Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 1029, air date January 26, 2022. Hello, everyone. This is Dr. Shiva Ayadure. Today, we're going to have a discussion about the positions that entertainers get involved in when they frankly don't know anything about science and most of what they do is opportunism. And this may be hard to swallow, especially for people who wanna kiss ass to entertainers and wanna be star fuckers. I hate to be so straight about this, but this is what's really going on. Joe Rogan is an entertainer. Neil Young is an entertainer. And you have to understand, I have some intimate knowledge of these people. Uh, In 2014, I was actually invited by Neil Young, and John will play the video shortly, uh, to participate in the movement to label GMOs. Separately from that, many of you know that I've been heavily involved long before the grifters got involved, going back 20, 30 years in biological engineering. Uh, And in as early as 2019, I was the first one to talk about the need for personalized and precision medicine and to look beyond vax, anti-vax. And in fact, when we talked about GMOs, we were about taking a beyond, you know, anti-GMO, beyond pro-GMO position. Now, so let's step back a little bit and recognize that Rogan is not a scientist, neither is Neil Young. What are they? What are they, everyone? What is Joe Rogan and what is Neil Young? They're entertainers, okay? Entertainers at the level that they operate at are dependent on you to buy their albums, buy tickets, and increase their value. And their value is a direct function of how many views that they get, okay? John, people are saying there's no sound. We have sound, right? Everyone clear? So that's what entertainers are, okay? Their value, their balance sheet is a direct function of how many views that they get and how many tickets they set and how how many albums they get. So if you watch most celebrities in Hollywood, they're constantly tracking their fans and their views. And if you have once in a while some celebrity, most of the quote unquote celebrities are very different than really, really, really well-tuned artists who've put in a lot of time, big difference. But the celebrities and entertainers are very concerned about how many people are watching their views and they literally have agents and they have an entire infrastructure that is watching their views and if their views start tanking then they got to do something to get eyeballs all right so that's the economics of this as i always say follow the money their economics is they need to have views and you know what they need to have you so if that means one day they're supporting you know PETA, and another day they're supporting the breast cancer foundation another day they're pro gmo and they're another day they're anti-gmo and another day they're pro-vax and anti-vax That's what it's about. And the contradictions among both of these individuals is, which I have some intimate knowledge about, is quite important to understand. Um, Rogan is basically a podcaster who built his base by being very, very clever and taking opportunistic positions as needed. 
if you go look back at his old uh, podcast when he was talking about GMOs, he was praising Kevin Folta, who's a, frankly, a paid off shill of Monsanto. In fact, he got paid to do communications. And you can go look at the video and we can go look at Reddit shortly and you'll see that, you know, Rogan acts like he doesn't know a lot. And, but then he says, you know, he's convinced about the research done by pro Monsanto scientific shill, Kevin Folta, F-O-L-T-A. You can look him up. At that time, I was doing, we did a series of six research papers and many people called Rogan and they said, you should have Dr. Shiva on, right? Really, he really had no need for science. He brought the pro Monsanto shills on and he didn't really bring any real scientists on. So he brought the quote unquote scientists at that point. Okay, so at that point he was pro GMO or, you know, there's really no big deal. And, and, and frankly, Joe Rogan is very ignorant because he did the exact same rhetoric on the pro-GMO movement that confused the long history of natural processes of recombinant that takes place in nature with laboratory you know, recombination that occurs in a Petri dish. He took on the New York Times and the mainstream media position saying, well, everything is genetically modified, right? Because we breed things, et cetera. What's well, bullshit, okay? There's a big difference between occurs in the lab and what occurs in nature. And we'll talk about that. So that was pro GMO Joe Rogan. And if you go look at Joe Rogan, he was very, very waffling. He didn't say shit about the Jabin in 2019 and 2020, but around 2021 after he became on Spotify. And if you go look at it, his ratings on Spotify were becoming flat in the summer of 2021. And then he suddenly starts saying, well, you know, starts taking a potentially quote unquote anti-vax position. All right. And he had lost his number one position on Spotify to a group of gamers. Okay. Who had become broadcasters. All right. So that's Rogan pro GMO and now quote unquote, quote unquote, pro GMO, quote unquote, pro anti-vax. Go to Neil Young, John and John will play this. So I'm the only guy among both of these guys who actually does research, actually has a degrees, but they don't want anyone who goes beyond the dialectic. You see, these guys are entertainers, so they need to keep something pro and anti. And we'll talk about this dynamic, because whenever you have pro and anti, then you can cha-ching, 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 make money. But the truth is never pro and anti. That's called the dualism or the dialectic. Truth is not pro or anti. Gravity has nothing to do with whether you're pro-gravity or anti-gravity. Gravity exists, okay? When you talk about GMOs, the real issue is substantial equivalence. The real issue on the Jabin is the right medicine for the right person at the right time. It has nothing to do with pro or anti-vax. And we'll come, come to that, okay? Neil Young, entertainer, your nice liberal white boy, okay? Make some good music. So he got on the anti-GMO GMO labeling thing. And he called on me. In fact, his girlfriend, or uh, I think she's his girlfriend, Daryl Hannah, knew me and the research I'd done. And they had me come up to Vermont and they had me present my research at a press conference because there was a GMO labeling bill that the governor Shumlin had put forward. Okay. And I was the main scientist brought in and John will play a piece of that shortly. But now you have the same Neil Young who is against you know, genetic engineering, et cetera, but he's pro-vaccine, okay? So 
you have to understand that none of these guys know any science. And that's why it's really funny to watch people say, oh, Joe does a lot of good stuff. Well, no, that's not the issue. Okay, it's like saying Madonna does a lot of good stuff, okay? Or it's like saying, you know, uh, the Beverly Hillbillies do a lot of good stuff, okay? These people are running shows. And this is why we are in the situation we are is because we need to start recognizing that people need to start having respect for real science and taking what I call a systems approach. A systems approach goes beyond left and right. And when you take a systems approach, you will not get caught in this dialectic. You won't be following Donald Trump one day and then Robert Kennedy or Joe Rogan and then Neil Young. You'll actually look at things as they are. Seeing things as they are is the foundations of science, okay? And when we start seeing things as they are, we go beyond left and right. We realize we need to build a bottoms up movement. And that's the scientific uh, reality that emerges out of that if we want real change. If we wanna be caught in the dialectic, okay? Then go suck Joe or go suck Neil Young. You know, if you wanna listen to them to have fun and entertainment, great. But don't look to these people for scientific content, all right? So, hey, John, do you have the video up there? So this is a, uh, this is back in, uh, let, me, let me give you the background on this before John goes here. Um, John, wait, come back, please. Um, so in 20, uh, many of you know, my PhD is in a field called biological engineering from the number one institution in the world on this MIT. And I've studied at the genetic level, we do computational modeling, we created a technology called Cytosol, which allows us to model biomolecular pathways. I was very, very new to the entire field of genetically modified foods. But when I looked at it, I took a systems approach. There was a pro-GMO people on one side saying, and this was their argument, the pro-GMO argument went like this. Well, you know, genetic modification has been going on for thousands of years when the Incas, you know, played around with different rice and beans and they did hybrid or when farmers did. Um, you know, crossbreeding of animals, right? They said, that's genetic modification, okay? And therefore, when we're going and manipulating one gene, that's just a long history of genetic modification. Why are people so upset, okay? That was a pro-GMO pro perspective. Nothing to see here, move along. The anti-GMO perspective was well, you know, this is gonna kill us, this is gonna do this. Um, you know, uh, genetic engineering is frankenfoods, et cetera, okay? So you have this pro and anti perspective. When I started delving into this, we had to look at the actual science and many of the people in the quote unquote anti-GMO movement did not even know this principle called substantial equivalence. And you may wanna write it down, substantial equivalence. As we start digging into that, what do we find? We find out that in 1970s, a law was passed that basically used medical device law to start assessing the equivalence of genetically modified food. So uh, the law, on, the guideline on substantial equivalence that was really built for medical devices went like this, okay? Suppose you created, you innovated, uh, you created a stethoscope. Well, a few years later, let's say you created the same stethoscope, but you just changed the color by way of example to from white to black. 
Well, before this policy of substantial equivalence was put into place, just for that one little modification, white to black, you'd have to go through an entire regulatory approval framework by the FDA. The FDA also controls medical devices, okay? Um, and so here's a very interesting person who is a very ignorant person. I wanna bring this quote up who says, uh, Shiva doesn't play well with others. No, we don't play with liars and fools and people who manipulate you. So Koan, if you wanna do that and be stupid, you can go play with them. We're not here to play with anyone. We're here to build a movement. So obviously you don't have that intention. If you wanna go suck on all these other people up because you wanna think they're better, be it Kennedy, Trump, go play with them. We're not here to play with people. We're here to build a movement, okay? So this is the problem. You have a, very, a lot of ignorant people who wanna go play with people. We're not here to play with people. Sorry for such being brutally, uh, you know, straight with you, but this is a problem. A lot of people jump into movements and they really don't know what they're talking about, okay? They need to go get training. They need to understand the science of systems. They need to look at history and take a working person's approach to this. This is not about playing with people. We're not here to play with anyone, okay? Play time's over. Thanks, Jamie, all right? Um, so when you really look at this, the reality is that when the when innovation was taking place in the medical device industry, the FDA came up, uh, they wanted to, you know, if you simply change a white <laughs> stethoscope to black, why should you have to go through all this further seven year review? So they came up with a policy called substantial equivalence. What substantial equivalence said was that if you can denote certain criteria, you the manufacturer of the device, and you can say that device A is substantially equivalent to device B, then you don't have to, you can fast track your innovation, okay? Got it? Now, when genetically engineered foods came, what people decided was what guidelines should we allow, what, what's a framework we use to decide if this genetically engineered corn should be allowed into the market? So what they did was they went and dug up the substantial equivalence guideline for medical devices. And what they told these genetically engineered companies was, if you write down the criteria and then you say the corn that you genetically engineer is substantially equivalent to the natural wild type corn, then you can get it approved, okay? So the issue was what are the criteria people decided on? They could say, oh, the corn is six inches high, height of the corn, the color is green on the outside, yellow in the middle. It has this much water content protein, very high level parameters. So a Monsanto could say, see, our corn or our soy is substantially equivalent. Okay. Does that make sense? So using the policy of substantial equivalence, people are able to get through. Now this concept, the anti-GMO or the pro-GMO people really didn't know a lot about. So we dwelled into it very deeply. And what we found was that in order to establish the substantial equivalence, what about if you used other criteria, okay? Like glutathione levels, formaldehyde levels. More importantly, you have your normal wild type corn. What happens when Monsanto did the genetic engineering? How would it change this corn at the biochemical level? So, Using Cytosolve, our technology, we modeled all the molecular pathways that are involved in what's called C1 metabolism, 
Okay, and I'll walk you through this. And using those pathways, we then said, what happens when Monsanto does the genetic engineering? Do any of the fundamental chemicals change in the corn? Well, we found out two chemicals change. One chemical is glutathione. In the genetically engineered corn, our technology predicted cytosol that glutathione levels will be lower in the genetically engineered corn. Glutathione levels, glutathione is an antioxidant. It protects the corn long-term. And formaldehyde levels will be higher in the genetically engineered corn, okay? So we came up with two criteria no one ever had considered. Because if you had measured those criteria, the genetically engineered corn is not equivalent, okay? And just to give you the amount of effort we put in, this was a lot of research that Joe Rogan never wanted to share with the public, but he did put Monsanto scientists on there, okay? Or the pro-Monsanto scientists. He didn't put the MIT PhD who had done a bunch of papers on this. And you have to really ask Joe why. Why? Because we would be getting to the heart of the issue. It would not be entertainment. So let me share that research with you because this was a lot of research we did. And you have to understand that the mainstream journals don't even publish this, even though with all the credentials I had, but we did get it published. So let me share with you so you understand the level of depth of work that we did that Joe Rogan never covered. And he had ample opportunity to do so because a guy at that time, it wasn't in his interest to go talk about the truth of GMOs, okay? You know, he's a grifter. That's what Joe Rogan is. And if you wanna be entertained by grifters, great. Don't follow us. Don't follow the Truth, Freedom and Health movement. But if you wanna build a movement that is really based on science for people's truth, freedom and health, then get on board. But if you wanna be a grifter and be entertained and sit on your ass and watch TV and be, you know, oh wow, Joe Rogan said this. Oh, you know, Alex Jones or whoever you wanna watch as entertainers, that's what those guys are, or Tucker Carlson. The difference here that you're listening to is that I, I, I was forced to bridge two worlds, the worlds of science and engineering and the worlds of activism and media which is not common. Typically, you don't find a scientist, an engineer, also spending another 100% of their time trying to educate people, right? Most nerds are supposed to be part of the military industrial academic complex, all right? So let me share with you, before I play the video I did with Neil Young, this, okay? So I'm gonna share my screen here, John. So when we go here, um, Okay, so what do you see here? These are papers that Cytosol has published in journals. So first thing we did here, again, this was back in 2015, okay? And this was the first paper we published, which is called The Discovery of the Key Molecular Pathways of C1 Metabolism and Formaldehyde Detoxification in Maize Through a Systematic Review, okay? And in fact, we weren't able to find other scientists to work with us. We actually went and got three high school students, AP chemistry students, who were the best students, many of them went to the best schools to actually do this first analysis. But we published the first paper really talking about the molecular pathways involved in C1 metabolism. And I'll come back to that, what that is, okay? The next paper we published after that was we modeled the molecular pathways of C1 metabolism. And you can see that here, I was a senior author on that. So we literally took these molecular pathways and we mathematically modeled them, okay? C1 metabolism is a pathway involved 
in how plants metabolize carbon. Then the next paper that we did, again, you can see that was the second paper. We published a second paper where we literally modeled what happens when um, plants undergo drought. What do I mean by that? So what happens is when plants undergo drought conditions, the plants start using up their glutathione because they're trying to protect themselves. So glutathione levels drop, formaldehyde levels goes up because in plant metabolism, formaldehyde is produced, the natural process, but you have glutathione processes which detoxify the plant. Let me repeat that again. In all plants, plants are producing formaldehyde, which is a carcinogen, but then they clean it up, okay? But when, you, when a plant is under stress, such as droughts, the, the glutathione levels will get used, but hopefully after you know, a couple of weeks of drought, you don't, it doesn't stay there ever, then the glutathione levels go up, okay? So that's the second thing that we showed, okay? And that was this second paper. Let me go back to that, okay? Third paper, I'm sorry. Integrative modeling of oxidative stress and C1 metabolism reveals upregulation of formaldehyde and downregulation of glutathione, all right? And then we did another paper where we asked a question. Do GMOs accumulate formaldehyde and disrupt molecular systems equilibria? Okay, and let me show you this paper. This was the fourth in the series that we did. And in this paper, you can see here, I'm gonna show you, um, this was a lot of work. I was a hermit for probably about two years writing all these papers. But what you can see here is we modeled all the molecular pathways involved in plant C1 metabolism. And then this is a system. So here's a C1 metabolism pathway. You can see plants create formaldehyde there, detox through the glutathione pathway. But when genetic engineering takes place, we found out something fascinating. It does the same thing as a plant being in oxidative stress. And in that condition, you see the formaldehyde level, which is normal, right, um, will start to go down, okay? This is what, and you see glutathione levels go down and formaldehyde levels go up. So formaldehyde levels increase and you have glutathione levels drop, okay? So that's what we showed in this path, in this system. So what we had fundamentally shown was that during the, during the state when genetic engineering takes place, we had shown that glutathione levels will drop and formaldehyde levels will go up. So when that paper came out, that was like a bomb went off. And all of these people started attacking me, including this guy, Kevin Folta, who Joe Rogan had on and was praising him. Now, you, you would think that Joe Rogan would bring me on. He brought some schlock scientists on, okay? And he was praising Folta, okay? Because Joe Rogan is an entertainer. He doesn't want to get involved in real, you know, he's really not a fighter. Big, tough guy, okay? He waits until the wind is blowing in the right direction. Then he jumps in if it is profitable for him or entertaining for him. And this is what everyone needs to understand. And if you don't want to understand this, please take go to our institute, take the course, and get straight. Otherwise, you are just being a sheep, okay? So when that fourth paper came, fifth paper came out, where we showed that glutathione levels drop, people said, oh, you got to prove this. You got to prove this in an actual plant. Show to us that this is truly the fact. Guess what? That's what we did. All right. Brett Whitley's taking what course? 
everyone knows that we're building a movement for truth, freedom, and health. And our and, and I'll have John play a video shortly. Our truth, freedom, and health movement is about you. It's about we've created an institute to train people on systems theory, how to become an activist, and how to get on the ground. All right, that's what it's about. And you can go to truthfreedomhealth.com, which is below. But let me finish this this up before I go there and play uh, the video of myself and Neil Young. So when this reality came out of people attacking us, we went and did more science, okay? What we did was we found, we did greater research, and I want to take you to that. And this in this research, what we showed was we showed that the in silico analysis done by Cytosolve and in vivo, which means actual plants grown in greenhouses, con concurred that glutathione depletion takes place in GMO resistant soy, advancing the a systems approach. So let me share with you that. Again, this was published in 2016. In the heat of all of this debate, where Joe Rogan is holding, you know, he's bringing in pro Monsanto people never brought in the scientist who actually knows what he's talking about, okay? In spite of the fact people talked to him. So what you see here is when genetic modification occurs, this system of pathways are involved. And what we showed was we applied Cytosol, and what we showed was here are all the molecular pathways involved. And lo and behold, what we find is when genetic engineering takes place, glutathione levels drop, as you can see here, same here, in the absence of glyphosate, as well as in the presence of glyphosate, which is Roundup, it drops even more. Then what we did was we did a very interesting comparison. We were very lucky. Researchers in Leeds in the United Kingdom, in vivo means in the greenhouse, okay? They had grown corn and they found out the glutathione levels in corn, I mean, sorry, in soy, was 9.9 .9 levels, okay? And in... Roundup ready soy, it was 3.7. See that difference? Well, guess what our, our models had predicted in the previous paper? 9.7 and 3.9, very close. So this was significant. And the entire scientific community stopped crit critiquing us, in fact, became very silent. We had shown conclusively that, that the, um, we had shown conclusively that genetically engineered soy had far less glutathione, nearly 250% less than organic, okay? So I hope everyone sees this. And this was published. And in fact, my co-researchers co, uh, in this were, uh, in, in this were Michael Hansen. You can look up Michael. Michael's, Michael's a very esteemed scientist and John Fagan, along with Dr. Duniker, okay? So there you go. So we had shown, this is not about pro or anti-GMO, this is about substantial equivalence that had the government said, let's compare glutathione levels. The genetically engineered soy would never ever have been allowed on the market. That's what we're talking about, okay? Any questions about that? So based on this research, when the GMO labeling was going on, I was invited by Governor Shumlin in Vermont and Neil Young, okay? So this is not about pro or anti. This is about fundamentally, we take a systems approach, look at the complexity of molecular pathways. And what we discovered was when Monsanto, by the way, genetically engineered soy was created because Monsanto was spraying Roundup, which is a herbicide technically, um, to kill off the weeds. 
and the 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 soy was actually i mean the the roundup was actually hurting and killing the corn so they then created a genetically engineered version of the soy called roundup ready soy and that roundup ready soy was engineered to resist monsanto's um uh herbicide okay quite amazing okay and as a result of that what you ended up having was Roundup Ready Soy and, and, and Monsanto's claim was they were genetically equivalent. And idiots like Joe Rogan were buying into that saying, oh, this is just normal genetic modification. Okay. So let me now play this video here. Go ahead, John. Can you bring up the video? So this is a brief part of the video. Thanks for being here. Uh, you know, I'm just a rock and roller. He believes that uh, people should know what they're eating. It's pretty simple for me, and I'm, I'm honored to have the governor with me today, uh, Governor Peter Schoenlund, to uh, uh, address this issue as he's been defending the people of his state of Vermont who have been under a threat from great corporations, incredible amounts of money, trying to overturn the people's will in his state. He's standing up for the people. And I'm uh, so I'll introduce you first, Governor. Thank you very Thank much. You so much. Thank you, Neil. It's great to have you in Vermont. We want you more often. Now, Neil Young was here in 1965. That was your last trip here, right? A long time ago. Yeah. I, I, uh, but uh, we're, we're glad to have you back. And uh, I want to thank Neil Young for his support of Vermont's efforts to do the right thing and let consumers know what's in their food. He's been extraordinarily supportive. He called me uh, out of the blue about 10 days ago and said, in their food, food you want. Most of the science and most of the and Dr. Shiva, please take it in here and thank you. I want you know. Thank you so much. Uh, it's great to be here. You know, I was actually on my way to development in the field of science, independent of the companies, independent of every kind of oversight and control by the corporations, and and verified by peers around the world in many many countries. A huge study and. Dr. Shiva, please take it in here and thank you. I want you now. Thank you so much. Uh, it's great to be here. You know, I was actually on my way to India, literally hours from now, but uh, Daryl and I spoke. I thought it was important to be here to share. I think, fortunately, coincidentally, some of the research we just published. So, uh, first of all, I want to thank the governor. Thank Neil for his wonderful work. You know, uh, Mark Zuckerman. That Mark? Dave, Dave, Dave Zuckerman. Dave for all the, all the work he's been doing. So, look, here's the background. When you look at this entire process, just like labeling is fundamentally a call for American democracy and transparency. Now, the flip side of the, the other sister child of this is really the call for open standards in science. We're basically talking about the scientific method. So I don't really have a horse in the race, but I can tell you the scientific method is not being followed here at all. There's been a complete subversion of the scientific method. And as Neil alluded, the biggest institutions, the biggest corporations have done that uh, collusion and that corruption. So let me give you how it started with me. You know, I have a 33-year experience in and out of MIT, four degrees a PhD in systems biology, and by the way, systems biology, that term, you may hear that, is the modern biology. It came out of the last 10 years recognizing that you can't look at complex organisms as individual parts. You have to look at the whole holistically. So around 2000, when the Genome Project realized we had the same number of genes as a worm, that complexity is not a function of the number of genes. People woke up and they said, we got to develop a whole new methodology, and that was systems biology. That's when I came back to MIT in 2003, 
and we built a whole new breakthrough approach of really looking at complexity. Now, what happened out of that was we were able to publish, as, as uh, Neil said, significant papers we've been in, uh, cited in Nature, in Cell, so the most eminent journals on this approach of systems biology. Now, what is systems biology? Systems biology basically says that you look at not just one experiment done in one company like Monsanto, but you look at thousands of experiments done all over the world, you aggregate them, you connect them together to find truth. That's the purpose of systems biology. That's why you call it a system, the ankle bones connected to the foot bone. You can't just look at one thing alone. So what, as I was finishing this up, uh, we made some major breakthroughs. Last year, the way I got into the GMO movement was on the front page of MIT, another corporation, it says, buy fresh, buy GMO. Okay, this is MIT's technology review, which is like the Rolling Stones of science. And when I looked at this, it really sort of caught me. Why would the number one technology institution in the world not be asking a question, buy fresh, buy GMO, question mark. It was buy fresh, buy GMO, a declaration. So that led us to really start using systems biology, which came out of MIT, ironically, by the way. And what did we do? We said, uh, let's really look at what's going on in plants. Remember, Monsanto makes two claims, and these are claims, that a GMO is substantially the same as a non-GMO, so, so the plant is the same. So you got a nice big piece of soybean that looks great, the GMO version, don't worry, it's the same as a non-GMO. That's one claim. The second claim is don't worry, it's not going to hurt you. Okay, so we took the first claim and said, can we show, is this ruling of substantial equivalence the same? Okay, so how do you compare the non-GMO to the GMO? Well, the rules that are used Sorry, that, that was a long, uh, there was about a 15 minute talk I gave, it was a press conference, and it was up in Vermont. And at that time, Neil Young uh, appeared to have a great reverence for science, but he was also putting out an album, okay? I think it was called Monsanto Ears or something. In fact, after that press conference, there was a big audience and he went, went and gave his rock concert, okay? And he was selling an album on Monsanto. So you see, the GMO movement also was fueling his Monsanto, uh, you know, his album, okay? So only one can wonder whether he was truly for science and brought me in to really understand the scientific method or whether this was to sell albums, okay? So, but my position was what we had fundamentally discovered was these genetically engineered foods are not the same as what's in nature that Rogan was promoting with the idiots that he had on his show, all right? All right, so I hope that's clear. Now, fast forward to today, there is a news article that just came out. Uh, some of you may have seen it in the Daily Beast, okay? And a friend of mine sent it to me. Um, and the Daily Beast was uh, attacking me and um, also bringing up, and let me show you the article here. And uh, I think everyone can see this. So let me bring this up here. So the article on the Daily Beast was this, okay? John, can you see it there? I think this is it, right? There. So this was the article on the Daily Beast. It says, Neil Young's long record of spreading scientific misinformation. And the article basically is saying, hey, Neil Young um, is basically... The rocker threatened to pull his music from Spotify to protest Joe Rogan's anti-vax. So the article is a very clever, quote unquote, clever article. It basically attacks Neil Young 
for earlier being anti-Monsanto. It goes, this is the same Neil Young who in 2015 released an entire album, The Monsanto Years, that's wall-to-wall -wall songs from the anti-biotechnology anti point of view. Young's anti-GMO rhetoric helped fuel a narrative that it made it easy to spread fear and distrust about COVID vaccines. So they're saying because he was anti-GMO, it helped build the quote-unquote anti-vax movement, most of which use novel biotechnology methods, some of which use genetic engineering, which is true, okay? And then, you know, so it attacks Neil Young and saying, you know, he was the one who really started the anti-vax movement and he, you know, it was his, uh, his, he was really the problem. And then it says, um, as a case garnered coverage, the anti-GMO crowd was re-energized once more. Neil Young seized the moment releasing the Monsanto year. See, seized the moment and embarked on a tour of the same name. At, at one pre-show conference accompanied by Vermont's then Democratic uh, Governor Shumlin, Young pledged $100,000 to the legal case defending the GMO labeling law. Another guest at the conference was Shiva Adure, a technologist who had published dubious research. Suddenly it becomes dubious research, okay? Showing GMOs were dangerous. Adure would in 2018 uh, run as a Republican against Elizabeth Warren, okay? Adure has pivoted to spreading COVID vaccine misinformation. It was his tweet that started the fire Fauci hashtag. Well, at least they gave me credit for that, okay? When then uh, President Don, uh, Donald Trump retweeted. Anyway, the reason I wanted to share this article is this article basically has one thing that's consistent between me and both of these, frankly, clowns, <laughs> Rogan and, and um, Neil Young is, I have been extremely consistent in my position of the need for the scientific method. It is the scientific method which established um, the, it is, uh, yeah. It is the scientific method which established the foundations that I discovered on substantial equivalence to show that it's not about pro or anti-GMO, quote unquote, which is what the dialectic is, but the real issue is the genetically engineered products are not the same. So to claim that they're the same without labeling, something is fundamentally wrong because it, it does it basically you know makes it very confusing. Okay, that's the real issue. On the vaccine side, okay, again, I applied science. And if you go back to 2019, we did a series of research. Does he need to go out? Okay. We did a series of research and we fundamentally showed that the it's not about pro-vax or anti-vax because that just gets people never bringing the vast majority of people that really understanding anything. It's really the issue of precision and personalized medicine. What science shows is your body chemistry is different than mine. We are very complex beings. The immune system is complex. The immune system model that was used to create the jab goes back to 1915, created uh, in the 19, the Kennedy Vaccination Act of 1960 was based on old science. Ted Kennedy's, another Kennedy who protected the pharma companies was based on old science and supporting big pharma. And now the other Kennedy, RFK Jr., which many people uh, mistakenly in the bullshit medical freedom movement who really don't understand medical freedom want to suck up to, this guy's pro-vaccine and just is mumbo jumbo. The real issue, it's the reality is there is no risk-benefit analysis done. And, it, and, and your body and my body are different. The immune systems are very complex. 
the decision about whether you should get the jab or not should be between you and your healthcare professional. That's a very different approach, okay? Someone said Kennedy was a crook, they're all heroin addicts, true, right? And they just go from nonprofit to nonprofit. So the reason I wanted to do this today was to let you know when you take the scientific approach and you take a systems approach, you go beyond the pro and the anti. John, can you bring up, uh, so, so you think about it over here. You had Joe Rogan, pro-GMO, anti-vax suddenly, and he just became this in the last six months, three to six months. You know what? Because he needed views. And he probably had someone say, you know what? A lot of your audience is conservative. They want your position on vaccine. You'll get more audience. Okay, let me do that. Just like Neil Young in the anti-GMO movement, he said, well, Neil, you know, if you do a Monsanto, you're going to get more followers. They are watching followers, guys. They don't give a damn about what they really believe in. I hope this is clear. Now, before I continue, there's a couple more items I want to hit. I want John to, to those of you who are seriously interested in being an agent of change, not sort of being a grifter, then you have to recognize that number one, we need to take a systems approach. And there is a systems approach to understanding how we build a movement. And it's not from celebrities. It's not gonna come from billionaires. It's not gonna come from sucking up to Republicans and Democrats. It's gonna come from you, okay? It's gonna come from you building a movement. And that is what we're educating people on. Hey, John, can you play the video that we just did with the young uh, fellow from India? So we are trained, and I, I wanna play you another video. We are training people to get on the ground and build a movement. John, can you play that video from that young person who we, we're training people to go on the ground? John, are you there? Can you play that video, John? Um, I have to queue it up. Yep. John, I think you have multiple windows of you open, so you're getting feedback. Yeah, the Sorry, video. I have to queue it up. I'll get it. Right. Thank you. Yep. So this is a, a a video that we just did because our movement, TruthFreedomHealth.com, and everyone should become a Truth, Freedom, and Health warrior. We have created a real gem for you. We've created the scientific training on what it takes to actually understand system science, engineering system science. The second thing we've done is we're training people in our own infrastructure, not reliant on big tech, on how you can commune with other people who are learning this knowledge and become a true warrior, not a grifter. We're talking about really building true warriors. John, can you play that please? So we're waiting for John to play that. Um, um, while John's coming up with that, maybe we'll play our initial video. John, can you play our main video, please? Get him on the phone. Um, John, can you play our main video, please? People are waiting. The main video? The main video, the normal one we play while you're getting that ready. Thanks. We have allowed our country to be taken over from within and the end goal is you will have a homogenized world where we will become slaves because there is a condition among the elites that really thinks they're better than you, deep down inside them, that you don't deserve the freedoms you have. They don't. Mm -hmm. This reality is what people need to wake up to and we need to all unite working people. There's only one movement that can do that. And that is the movement that we started creating here in Massachusetts, the movement for truth, freedom, and health. Look, I've been a student of politics since I was a four-year-old kid. 
studying revolutionary movements, left wing, right wing. There is a physics, there's a nuclear science to destroying the establishment. To build a bridge, you need to understand Newton's equation. You need to understand the laws of gravity. You need to understand Poisson's ratio. There is a way to build a revolution. And that's why I put this together. My goal is to train a army of truth, freedom and health leaders. We don't need followers like social media. We need leaders, but they, they need training because the educational system does not teach them history, nothing. So in three hours, that's what I've started doing. That's the solution. Wow. We got to train people. First with understanding what a system is. The second is understanding the interconnection between truth, freedom and health. Freedom is the ability to move freely, communicate freely, right? Talk freely. Without freedom, you cannot convert ideas, hypothesis into truth, which is science. And without freedom, you can't really get to truth. And without truth, you make up fake problems and fake solutions, which means you destroy our health. And without health, which is the infrastructure of us and our body, you can't fight for freedom. Third concept is, it has to be bottoms up. Working people, people who work uniting. And what the right wing has done is whenever you say working people unite, that must be communist. Meanwhile, they've let the Democrats run unions, which suppress workers, completely corrupt. But when you look at the arc of American history, it's been when working people came up. We need to go local. Every solution I'm coming up with as a part of this movement, we're giving the science, which is the truth, and then we tell people what they can do on the ground. Like with election fraud, you don't need to wait for some lawyer. Our goal is to train people, Dave, to go local, to go local, to go local, fight locally. Forget lawyers, forget politicians, forget celebrities. You've got to learn politics, and there is a science to it. They lock us down, we should be ready to shut them down. And the fourth part of this principle is a not so obvious establishment. So when you look at a system, there's always something that disturbs you from getting to your goal. Well, the biggest disturbance is a not so obvious establishment, which are those people who claim they're for you on the left and the right. The Al Sharptons who tell black people I'm for you. The Tucker Carlson's. Do you think any true anti-establishment person will ever be on Fox or CNN? I don't think so. They both mislead working people back into the establishment without this solid understanding of political physics and theory, you're screwed. You're going to follow on the, the left wing, Bernie Sanders, oh, he said something, or Robert Kennedy, scumbags. Or you're going to follow, you know, some right wing talk show host. They're not going to lead us to liberation. It's us. And that political physics, it's a nuclear science of change. Bottoms up. We have to organize to understand that there is people who talk a good game and then look at what they actually do, left and right. I'm sorry, Sean Hannity may say some good things, but I don't see the urgency in his voice to get something done. And it can only come when you weaponize yourself with the right knowledge. You need to be able to identify a rat. You know, Christ didn't go after the Romans, right? It was the Pharisees and the Sadducees who screwed him up. His own quote unquote people. And that's where we're at. So these four concepts I've built into a curriculum. People can go to vashiva.com and it's an educational program. We need to train people in political theory. You need to have physics. And I've created that curriculum. People need to get educated. We need to get educated fast. And within a half an hour, an hour, I can teach people. Two years of MIT control systems, I teach people those concepts. Then I apply it, anyone can understand it. And then you say, oh, I gotta build a bottoms up movement. They have to get politically astute, and then they have to go locally and act, not sit there on social media. They have to act locally, defy locally, be, do civil obedience locally, but with knowledge on how to build a movement. And the Senate campaigns expanded to the movement for truth, freedom, and health, and they can find it on V as in Victor, A, Shiva.
vashiva.com so people can sign in they can get access to a bunch of videos if they want to take a course and become a truth freedom health leader i offer a full scholarship there but we want people to make a commitment that they'll study that they'll get certified that they'll go do activities on the ground so go to vashiva victory america shiva vashiva.com It, we cannot be into this pro anyway. Sorry about that. My mic was muted. The main purpose of doing that video was it's a video that we constantly play to educate people that we need to go beyond left and right, beyond you know, pro people are saying they can't hear. Can you guys hear all right? Audio, yes. Testing, testing. Okay, good. Sorry about that. Um, oh, is there still no sound? Hello. John, is the sound there? I think it's just to delay the chat coming in from when you were muted. Okay, great. So um, thanks, John. So um, the key thing, the reason we play that video is our goal is here to actually, and thank you online call for uh, a super sticker. Thank you. But the, the reason we wanted to play that video is whatever we talk about, any topic we talk about, in this case, we're exposing in many ways, the opportunism of two entertainers, Neil Young and Joe Rogan. But the solution is to recognize that entertainers are what they are, they're entertainers, okay? Don't expect them to put in the hours uh, studying science and engineering and really understanding anything. They're gonna go with the wind. And if you're gonna follow entertainers to figure out what the future is, it's really a mistaken uh, way to be in life. It would be like you uh, trying to get you know, someone uh, who's a fisherman to try to help you do electrical work. Okay. Fisherman's a fisherman and he probably knows how to do that. Well, but he probably knows very little about how to do electrical work. Okay. Similarly, you wouldn't want someone who was your, uh, you know, dentist to also do your electrical work for you. So meaning that there are skills that people have. One of those skills we're trying to develop in people is when you take a systems approach, we can use the principles to build a movement every Monday evenings, we have put together a curriculum for three hours. You can learn, you know, 20, 30 years of engineering system science delivered in a way, in a very shortened way. And we have the courses up so you understand system science. That system science will become the basis for you to understand the failures of the left and the right, the failures of Republicans and Democrats, failures of parties, the failures of election systems. And the only way that change has ever come up has been through bottoms up movements. That's what this movement's about. Second, in our own infrastructure, we don't use Amazon, we don't use Google. It is in our own data center. We have created our own private social media so you could start building community. And third, none of this is real unless you get on the ground and you start becoming an activist. So when we hear about other people and other movements and blah, 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 we're not really that, frankly, that, that impressed because many of the grifters out there they wait until a situation occurs. They see which way the wind blows and then they jump in like this guy, Robert Malone. 
you see that Joe Rogan, an opportunist, will interview another opportunist, okay? Birds of a feather flock together. This guy didn't say anything for two years, and now he's saying something after he's made all of his uh, millions off, you know, uh, vaccines, okay? So it's really important to understand it's not about what people say, but when did they say it? Did they say the right thing at the right time? And do they want to build a movement? So, John, if you have that other video ready, can you play that, please? John, kindly play that other video that we just did uh, with a young uh, gentleman who's one of our Truth, Freedom, and Health Warriors. So, John, before you play it, let me just introduce this. So, every Saturdays, not only do the people in our movement learn how to fight, not only do they um, have a, a community, but we want people to get on the ground, even if it's one person. And this concept is hard for people to understand unless they actually go do it. So we had a young immigrant, actually came from India, who lives in Buffalo. He's been part of our movement for a year, but this was the first day he went out and he put together his own sign and he's gonna tell you his journey. Go ahead, John, play this, please. Uh, last, uh, so I went uh, on the ground uh, last Saturday. It was uh, three degrees Fahrenheit, uh, minus 16 degrees Celsius in Buffalo. I made a homemade sign, went to a bridge nearby. Uh, it was very exciting uh, to show my homemade sign. A lot of people smiled and waved at me, like a hundred people smiled and waved, hundred people honked. Almost a thousand people saw the sign. It was amazing. I, it was quite emotional for a few minutes there. I, I felt like I was giving hope to a few people. I was uh, also giving uh, some courage to a few people. I could see that in their eyes. It felt amazing. I, I was very excited. It, it inspired me to get out this weekend also. And I, I'm uh, making a bigger sign. And I want to tell everybody, it's, this is very, very important. Going out, it's like Dr. Shiva is teaching us uh, how to fish. He's not giving us fish and feeding us every day. Like he has taught us how to fish. He has given, given us the plans to get the shackles off. We don't want to be that person who is asking Dr. Shiva to, hey, can you come feed us every day? We have to get out there. This is very important. We have the plans. This is the blueprint to like take our civilization to the next level uh, to uh, get out of all this uh, nonsense that we are in. I can't believe what's happening here, but Dr. Shiva is giving us courage. We cannot be that person after having all these blueprints and the keys to shackles, asking someone else to, hey, can you get this shackle off me? Can you help me? Can you feed me every day? We have the tools. Dr. Shiva is giving the ultimate education, like he says in the video, the tools to uh, connect with each other. We have decoupled us. We get all the commands from the news media, like, hey, go get angry. This person shot this person or this color person did something. We cannot take the commands from them. We have, we have to decouple from the media and couple with the people, like he says, at your own kind. What Dr. Shiva is doing is very important. We, we are sitting on a gold mine. We, we have to share this. It took me a year. I've been a warrior for a year. Uh, it took me a year like, oh my God, what we have here is unbelievable. It's incredible. We have to share this to the people. We can end this really soon. You nailed it, Suresh. It's like, you know, you go to a coach and the coach keeps saying, you know, if you want to be a good baseball player, you have to do wind sprints. And you just listen and you listen. You don't really know what the guy's really saying because you don't want to do it. It's an unconscious incompetence. But when you go do wind sprints and you build up your legs, you say, wow, I knew what the guy was saying. So I can only say this so many times. This is why we want to get what you just said here, Suresh, is really important because you're documenting your journey. This is when you become a human being, when you get out and you interact with other human beings. Until then, it's all just, frankly, theory, you know? I'm very, very excited that you went out and did this. So I just want to make sure the journey for you to get out 
and do it was more valuable than having the perfect flag, the perfect, you know, everything perfect. That's very, very important what you just did. So we wanted to, I wanted to play that video because anyone can be an agent of change. And I mean that in a very sincere way. If you understand and you really get this principle that this is really about you awakening to recognizing that you need to remove the shackles of all the celebrity worship, Hollywood worship, um, you know, worship of Neil Young, worship of Joe Rogan, um, and recognize that history shows it's only been a bottoms up movement. It is when people individually in their local communities understood these scientific principles of going beyond left and right, building a bottoms up movement. So if you go to truthfreedomhealth.com, you know, it's taken me 40, 50 years. My journey has been to figure out how do we get to truth, freedom and health? How do we combine science, activism, uh, you know, system science to put it together? There's nothing like this that exists out there. And that's what Suresh was sh sharing. Um, sometimes when you have, you know, a gem or a jewel handed to you, sometimes you don't believe it's there, but that's what we've created, our movement. And it is for you to learn, for you to have the infrastructure so you can communicate with others without being thrown off, okay? It's private social media. And third, it's about activism, 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 you getting on the ground. So um, I hope all of you take advantage of this. I hope all of you recognize that we need to build a movement. Right now, we'll be doing a video shortly this week or sooner, a uh, massive number of working people in Canada, Canada, truckers are uniting and they're uniting to build a bottoms up movement. Their politics um, is still being refined and our movement can really help them advance that sooner than later so they don't make mistakes. But we'll be, we have a number of our Truth From Health warriors all over Canada. We'll be doing some live interviews with them, uh, um, uh, definitely by this Saturday because there's convoys going there. We're gonna uh, support them in raising money to support them uh, in our own infrastructure because they're under threat of being thrown off on other, uh, uh, other frameworks, right? So keep an eye on that, right? The people in Canada have been abused by this guy Trudeau, who's basically, you know, just a, a puppet of the British Empire still, okay, of the Commonwealth. And, but the people in Canada are extremely good people. And the working people of Canada, particularly the truckers, are the ones who are coming together. So this is a good development, but they need the right politics. It's easy when movements come up the not so obvious establishment comes in and misleads them. So anyway, uh, Terry uh, Lima says, Suresh is right, this is a gift, this is a privilege to be an agent of change. We invite you to join us. Yes, so you can go to vashiva.com or go to truthfreedomhealth.com directly. But I don't wanna oversell this because it's really not to sell. The more thing is to make you aware that if you're serious about wanting to change things for the better, we have to build a movement, but the movement has to be built on the right principles. Anyway, in closing today, what we covered today was why Neil Young and Joe Rogan are both opportunists. So don't get caught into the media drama, okay? You know, in 2014 and 15, when the GMO uh, pro-anti-GMO movement, very much like pro-anti-vax was going on. The same tenor was there in the pro-anti-GMO movement. The movement for truth, freedom, and health and our scientific research was always even keeled. 
We said it's not pro or anti. It's about the fact that when you look at the science, genetic engineering of food creates a product that is not substantially equivalent, which is what both sides were unaware of. So we took it to the realm of a systems approach. All right, that's number one. And then when the quote unquote anti-vax, pro-vax movement came, you can go look as early as 2019. It was this movement that first of all called out Fauci. It was this movement said, it's not about pro or anti-vax, it's about the right medicine for the right person at the right time. You see the establishment wants us to be fighting against each other. They don't want us to go to the root of the issue. When you go to the root of the issue, there is no pro or anti on anything. And let me repeat that. The establishment wants to create the Neil Youngs and the Joe Rogans. They want to create the Republicans and the Democrats. They want to create the pro-vax, anti-vax movement. They want to create the pro-GMO, anti-GMO movement. But when you go to the sub substantial issue of the science, we can bring together everyone because the, the real system science brings together people. That's really the unifying force. The unifying force is not me getting kumbaya with the people on the pro-vax or anti, I'm sorry, the anti-vax side or the anti-GMO side. No, because those, there are a lot of grifters over there. This movement stands on its own two feet on a systems approach. And our goal is to say, look, stop fighting neighbor to neighbor against pro-anti-vax. Understand it's about the right medicine for the right person at the right time. That's where public health comes. Okay. Um, there you go. So someone just joined saying, uh, bashing Joe, he's an opportunist. His podcast with Malone woke so many people. No, it didn't. It didn't really wake anyone up. What it did was it made you think Joe Rogan is a fighter, Jill, and he isn't. Okay. Joe Rogan is an opportunist. So go back and review this video. Okay. And yes, we're not bashing everyone. We're bashing opportunists. So if you want to go suck up to them and think everything's hunky dory, go do that. But what I suggest you do is learn how to be an activist and get on the ground, go talk to your neighbors, take the system science course and learn what's really going on. This is not, this is about exposing misleaders. And this is about you. you if you are as fervent as you are about defending Joe Rogan, why don't you be as fervent about supporting a movement that really wants to go beyond left and right? And we are going to call it opportunist. So maybe you also want to support Joe Rogan because he had Kevin Folta, the pro Monsanto scientist, and he was praising him. Okay. That's the Joe Rogan you're supporting. So get over yourself. Okay. We will continue to bash all of these opportunists, as many as there are over and over again. What we are not going to bash are those people who want to build a movement bottoms up. So Sorry, you need to also be bashed on your erroneous views of how things work. Joe Rogan deserves to be bashed. He is an opportunist, period. His Spotify was going flat. Go look at it. Hey, John, do you have that one uh, thing I sent you? The one thing where uh, in, in uh, August, uh, he was basically flat on Spotify. That's when he started bringing Malone on. Let's bring up that article, John. Do you have it? Yeah, John will bring up the article. So, Jill, please wake up. Okay, don't be stupid, all right? Because that's what you are when you are supporting these entertainers and you are calling me on bashing people. I've actually done the science. I've actually on the ground with other people. So here's an article. Joe Rogan influenced Wayne's and Spotify Earth. Look at that article, 26, uh, 2021, okay? A few weeks later, he suddenly starts talking about, you know, he's potentially against vaccines and all this kind of stuff. He needs views, Jill. Thanks, John. So same with uh, 
Neil Young, he needed to sell some albums. Anyone else who wants to uh, critique my critique of the opportunists, let's talk about it. Let's have an open discussion. You need not to call people stupid. Okay, well, you need to recognize that you are being ignorant because it doesn't matter if you used to support me, then you, re you really didn't learn a lot of the lessons. You should probably take the course and understand a lot of the blind spots because you are at a kindergarten level if you think that Joe Rogan is an agent of change. He's not an agent of change, okay? He's an agent of opportunism. So you didn't learn a lot of the fundamentals, Joe. Go back to class. Sorry, it's just the way it is. We gotta build a movement now. And if you're relying on Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan, Neil Young, Donald Trump, you know, Robert F. Kennedy, you know, you got a long journey. Anyone else? I mean, let's let's really discuss this, you know? This is about you. This is about people getting up. Joe Rogan is getting support from conservatives by publicly saying that Obama is the best president we've had and that Michelle Obama will then. Yeah, Joe Rogan's all over the map. He covers his butt. He's got a very large deal with Spotify, which is supported by Morgan Stanley, has a significant amount of shares. They're an investment banker. Go look at his agency. You know, one of the biggest star fucking agencies in New York. They support all the pedophiles out there. So you're talking about a machine that's behind Joe Rogan and the naivete that people have. It's really interesting for me. People want to talk about fighting the establishment, yet they go support people who are part of the establishment, who are kingpins in the establishment. Okay. They're entertainers. And this is why change doesn't occur because these same people speak with such boldness as though they know what they're talking about. And they frankly know very little. And they have very little respect for people who actually put in the effort to learning things and learning principles. They think they know it all. It is that hubris that change doesn't occur. And we're, we are here to bash those people because those people are the reason we're heading into slavery in the world. Those people are the, pe the reason that there no movement has taken place because they think they know it all and they don't know it all. I'm sorry. Go do your homework. You burn bridges before they're even allowed to form. Joe has had more positive back in the freedom movement than, than you. Doesn't mean he needs to be right on everything. Sid, what you just said makes no sense. What are you saying? You burn bridges? What bridges? Joe Rogan is an opportunist. Please don't follow this movement. If you think that he needs to be right on everything, what has he been right on? I don't know what he's been right on. He's an opportunist. So you need to go look up the word opportunism. And I suggest you sign up for the Truth, Freedom and Health class so you understand that the words that you're saying, if you take each sentence there, it's like you literally took those sentences and you cut and copied them from some brainwashing you got when real criticism comes out. Your immediate reaction is burn bridges, keyword, positive impact on the freedom movement. Really? What positive impact? What he's doing is misleading people to think Joe Rogan is taking care of everything and we don't build a bottoms up movement. Thanks, John. So let me, um, John can, so the real issue that Sid doesn't understand is that, John, before you bring this up, hold on one second. I wanna explain this. What Sid doesn't understand, the presumption with him, with Sid is he's actually studied how to build movements. Sid doesn't know Jack about building movements, okay? He thinks, Joe Rogan is building a movement. He thinks Joe Rogan is helping the freedom movement. No, he isn't. What Joe Rogan is doing is helping Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan is making sure his Spotify views go up. 
Joe Rogan is taking advantage of ignorant people like Sid, who thinks that he knows how to build a movement. And Sid, you are ignorant. Okay, I'm sorry. And it is that ignorance which lets you speak with such audacity that we're burning bridges. No, we're building. And by the way, we do want to burn bridges. I'm sorry. We do want to burn bridges with the not so obvious establishment and the establishment. We don't want those people. Okay. Yes, we do want to burn bridges, but we are going to build and unite working people against the not so obvious establishment. And we're going to build a real movement, not. And if you think Joe Rogan's building a movement, you're out of your mind. You got a lot of studying to do. Go ahead, John. The celebrity aren't there because they're good at what they do. They sell their souls to be there. Julie Horton, you get it. What people don't understand is there are real craftsmen, real actors in Hollywood. For every 1,000 celebrities, you maybe find 0.1 real actor. Celebrity means you want fame. Celebrity means you want views. Celebrity means, you know, a lot of people are saying, well, why do you attack everyone, Shiva? You'd have more viewers. We're not here to get viewers. We're not here to get viewers. We're here to build a movement. We're here to raise consciousness. So I'm sorry that doesn't fit into your ridiculous paradigm that you've been brainwashed in, but the reality celebrities want views, okay? Madonna wants views. So one day she'll show her vagina somewhere, another day she'll show her ass, okay? She wants views, okay? We don't want views. We wanna build a movement. We don't want Joe Rogan one day supporting Kevin Fulta and not putting real scientists and another day saying he's suddenly against vaccines and he puts on another quote unquote scientist who actually, you know, was part of the big pharma institution. All right. That's a grifter. We don't want celebrities. Don't look to Joe Rogan or any celebrity to outsource your opinions. One bad MF, you nailed it. This is the wisest, most clearest succinct statement that says everything we're discussing today. Don't look to Joe Rogan or Neil Young or any celebrity to outsource your opinions. I added the Neil Young. That's what it is about. Thank you, one bad MF. <laughs> you nailed it, okay? I like Joe Rogan for MMA fighting. Wonderful. That's wonderful, right? Look, I think uh, Maylin Nugent, you nailed it understand what these people are. He's an MMA fighter, okay? He needed to get gigs. He has an agent. He's gotta be on stage, all right? That's where he's at. If you're an electrician, a mother, people work for a living, you're not about views and getting on stage or an engineer like myself. We're about building things. These people aren't about building things except their brand, period. Joe Rogan is not trying to get anyone banned or canceled. Big difference. Well, let's talk about that. A little more subtle. You know, uh, there are, you have to ask Joe Rogan when he started following me before Twitter, when we were the first ones to expose the establishment, many people reached out to him. Why has he never put the research, the efforts of our stuff on? That's just a question. We're not looking to him, okay? So it's a way of controlling the conversation. So he, Joe Rogan likes to create the dialectic where it creates views. Does he really wanna talk about the real issues of GMOs, uh, Strategy 101? Does he really wanna talk about the real issue of vaccines? Does he really wanna do that? Because you know what? It removes the dialectic and we get to the heart of the issue and which means we'll build a movement and it'll expose him. 
So that's a part of, a part of canceling that he does. He doesn't let, take a systems approach to go to the core. Let's ask him to do that. He will never do that. He's part of a machine, which is about entertainment. The establishment decides who gets canceled and who doesn't. Exactly. Look, the night, the, the early show, what is it? The late show guys, Stephen Colbert had uh, Neil Young on to talk about him being anti-GMO. Has nothing to do with Stephen Colbert being anti-GMO. He needed Neil Young to be on there for entertainment. In fact, when Neil Young was on that show, go look at the show. Uh, go look at it. He has a big corn, a guy in a big corn costume come out and they made it entertainment. They are not interested in building a movement. They're not. If anything, they want to keep you glued on that, you know, on your iPhone, thinking Joe Rogan is doing something. So you say, ah, Joe, Joe's taking care of everything. I'm going to support Joe and Shiva should not bash. Dr. Shiva should not be bashing Joe because Joe's building a movement. Bullshit. Joe ain't building shit except his brand. Trashing Ro Rogan is nonsensical. He's literally red-pilling millions of people. Has the largest podcast audience, which gave doctors Michael Malone when everyone else was censoring the truth. Let's talk about that, okay? Um, let's talk about that, okay? Where were these guys in 2020? I don't know whoever put that up. The house is already burned down, Beach Patriot. Where were these guys? It's like the space shuttle is blown up. And then you say, oh, yeah, I knew about the O-ring. Come on. 2020, this movement is the one who raised the alarm with Fauci and everyone. 2020, where were these so-called McCullough and Malone in 2020? They're doing entertainment now. So please don't be so naive. And this is what our movement's trying to wake you up to. You have to do the right thing at the right time, not two years later when you can get views and it's popular to talk about it. Well, it's too late. Operation Warp Speed has been passed. These companies are making $65,000 a month. Malone also was part of it. This movement, our research was the one who said the right thing at the right time. So yes, we are gonna bash them. And you need to understand that these people are not agents of change. They're entertainers. I'll keep repeating that. And after the house, after we're all enslaved, which is what's already happened, now you're talking about what you knew? Let me give you an example. Alan McDonald, he was a guy who knew the space shuttle's O-ring on the solid rocket boosters were going to have problems. And it was Alan McDonald who took a lot of heat at the right time and did not sign off on letting the space shuttle take off and the space shuttle blew up. And Alan McDonald died about six, uh, one, uh, six to nine months ago. And he said it was the most important thing in life is to do the right thing at the right time for the right people. You're doing this now. It's not being a leader. It's not helping the movement. It's getting views for you, making you look like a hero. You're not a hero. The houses had already burned down and now you're coming in. So get that straight. It's a very, very important political theory and this, again, makes you not have to do what you have to do, which is to be responsible to build a movement. You think McCullough and Malone are heroes. They're not. Too little, too late. Sorry. They don't get credit for that. Joe's not a grifter, LOL. He never claims to be an expert on anything. He's most watched because he's real and comes across as being honest. He's also had great guests. Really? Okay. 
Um, I think you should go look at that. If anyone today, Spotify, uh, John Berkick, Brashish, uh, thanks, John, is not some small media company, okay? They are a $28 billion company. So, John, follow the money. How do you become the number one person on a $28 billion company? All right? You have to play by the rules. You will never put real, real scientists on there who call out stuff before it occurs. You will do it as a historical story, okay? So to you, this is all entertainment. To us and those people who want to build a movement, 2020 was a point to talk about this stuff. Where was Joe Rogan in 2020, John? Where was he? Where was Joe Rogan in 2020 speaking about this? Um, all you do is criticize, don't solve any problems. Uh, really? Okay. Uh, what we do for a living on target, thanks, John, is all we do is solve problems. And if you want to understand that, the, the number one problem is to build a movement. And that's what we're building. Number two, if you looked at the GMO research, the problem that we solved was to go to the heart of the issues. Go look at Cytosolve. Okay. Uh, the invention of email. So my whole life has been about solving problems. I'd like to know what you've ever invented. Anyway, uh, why are you always so focused on other people? Well, the reason we focus on the not so obvious establishment is so we don't make mistakes again. You know, for the last 70 years of history throughout the world, What's actually happened since 1970, a little bit before that, is that the forces of the establishment have been working. And this is one of the important problems to develop the not so obvious establishment, to develop entertainers and celebrities. And these people that we talk about, and we need to take them and critique them, is they are living examples of political forces that are used by the establishment. And the reason we do this so you can start identifying them so we don't make mistakes again. So when we talk about a Donald Trump, it's not about Donald Trump, we're talking about the not so obvious establishment. When we talk about Bernie Sanders on the left, right? Or AOC, who we also critique. These people talk a good game, but their goal is to sucker people. Again, you need to take the foundations of systems to understand this or otherwise, you will keep thinking, we're just critiquing people. I'm sorry, that's what we do in science, okay? If you look at the history of any development, you have to critique, you have to critique because you're trying to get to the truth. And here as an educator, and our, our movement has many educators, but one of the key things is to point to the direction that's how we win, which is to build a bottoms up movement. But we also need to know that when you talk about celebrities, when you talk about politicians, these people are not about building a movement. So I encourage all of you to go to truthfreedomhealth.com um, and recognize that it, this movement may not be for all of you. It's for those people who really want to build a movement. Just like, you know, not everyone needs to probably learn math or physics or science or anything, you know, you can do what you want to do and you can keep putting your fingers in some, um, you know, uh, live socket and getting yourself burned over and over again. That's what's been happening for the last 20 years. People follow one wing of the establishment, another wing, 
and then they feel all depressed. And then they have the entertainers to entertain them and they think the entertainers are doing their job. Anyway, I think this was very good, great questions. Um, uh, thanks, Karen. Uh, Karen, thank you very much. Yeah, look, our movement is open, transparent. We encourage people to join. We encourage open discourse. We encourage uh, critiques. But the bottom line is we need to build a bottoms up movement. And more importantly, we've created the infrastructure for all of you to enjoy it, meet some incredible people, as you're seeing on the chat here. Um, and, uh, you know, if anyone wants to contact Joe Rogan for, for see if he can handle the criticism, he probably can't. You know, he can, he can handle sort of namby-pamby criticism, but not real stuff. Okay. Um, and that'll be his test, right? So, and he can critique me. We're open to having a discussion. Uh, but he's had many opportunities and he won't. He'll bring on people that'll enter, uh, be entertaining. Okay. Um, John, why don't we end with our uh, video on, uh, what I want to do is I want to end with the video so all of you understand what is Cytosolve. Because Cytosol is this solution that we created, and we're going after every major disease in the world right now. Uh, that was my PhD work. And using Cytosol, we are modeling molecular pathways. One of the important things we're doing is we are now taking all the ingredients in the vaccine. I'll be doing a video on this tomorrow. Each ingredient we're going to walk through, and each ingredient we're running through Cytosol as an open science project. People can support it. We'll talk about it more tomorrow. We just launched it, but I have some new updates. But that is a technology that we've created. Took me many, many years to develop it, validate it, uh, you know, uh, commercialize it, and it's prime time for use. John, do you have the Cytosol video? And then we'll uh, play something on MV25. But everyone, go become a truth, freedom, and health warrior. Um, don't take it personally. My uh, criticisms of your ignorance, because it is not about you. It is the fact that there are blind spots some people are unconscious incompetence. They don't know what they don't know. And perhaps by sometimes hitting people right between the eyes, I'll say, wait a minute, why did he call me ignorant or stupid? And et cetera, and they'll make them realize that at best here, or the goal here is to awaken people to recognize that we need to build a movement. John, go ahead. Who would have ever thought someone like me would invent email and create Cytosolve to revolutionize health for personalized and precision medicine, a system for delivering the right medicine for the right person at the right time? I was born a low-caste untouchable in India's caste system, a system of aristocracy, oppression, and racism. As a child, I observed my grandmother, a poor village farmer, practice Siddha, India's oldest system of medicine, to heal local villagers by observing their face, to know their unique constitution, to deliver a unique combination of foods, healing herbs and massage. The caste system and her abilities to heal inspired me to understand the interconnectedness of all life. My name is Dr. Shiva Ayadure. I'm an MIT PhD, a Fulbright scholar, a scientist, technologist, and inventor. My family and I left India to come to America on my seventh birthday. As a 14-year-old, I began working as a full-time research fellow at Rutgers Medical School to unravel the mysteries of sudden infant death syndrome, SIDS, and created the world's first email system long before I ever heard of 
MIT. As I traverse academia over the next three decades, I observe self-serving academics, never solving real problems, writing grant after grant, competing for tenure, while diminishing real science and real scientists, pushing a reductionist science to destroy the scientific method. Like the blind men who never saw the whole elephant, but the parts, they delivered a dismembered view of reality. I observe Big Pharma use such reductionism, wasting billions year after year to fund research in test tubes, killing animals, and using the poor as guinea pigs for clinical testing to create products that even the FDA no longer allowed. Not only Big Pharma practice this reductionism, but also the elites of Big Vitamin, Big Green, and Big New Age, with gurus and yogis, empowered by Hollywood celebrities, selling one supplement after another based on a cherry-picked science. All that changed in 2003, when the Human Genome Project ended, revealing that humans have the same number of genes, about 20,000 as that of a worm, giving rise to a systems biology. We realized that one-size-fits-all medicine was a failure. We realized their medicines were killing us, making today's generation's lifespan shorter than any previous generation. Obesity, heart disease, deaths from adverse reaction to drugs, confusion on what diet, what supplements, and who to believe is what they have delivered you. They push natural and organic products for your beauty and wellness, while their real solution is their plastic surgeons and Botox. We've been sold out. It's time for real science, a system science that interconnects the parts to discover truth, to know what really works to get the health we need and deserve. This is why I created Cytosolve. Cytosolve is about truth, freedom, and health versus power, profit, and control. Cytosolve is a revolutionary technology integrating bioinformatics, computational biology, mathematical modeling, decentralization to reveal the truth. Cytosolve computes trillions of potential combinations of biomolecular interactions to discover what actually works based on the actual science. No reductionism, no cherry picking. Cytosol's predictive modeling has been proven accurate time and time again, matching laboratory results. Cytosol discovers synergistic combinations of compounds to maximize health and reduce toxicity. For example, we know curcumin from turmeric and resveratrol from red grapes alleviate inflammation. But how much should we combine? Current methods are hand-waving at best. Here, with Cytosol, we first model the control condition with no curcumin and no resveratrol to simulate high inflammation with the cytokine level at 0.15 micromolar. Next, we add just 5 micromolars of curcumin. The inflammation drops to 0.05. Next, we use 5 micromolars of resveratrol and the inflammation drops from 0.15 to 0.06. But when we combine curcumin and resveratrol of 3 micromolars of curcumin and 2 micromolars of resveratrol, inflammation drops from 0.15 to 0.03. Far lower, nearly 200% less than just one compound alone. That's the synergy principle of system science. We've all had enough of their fake and reductionist science. They think we'll simply keep buying their marketing, their celebrities, and their products that can never truly heal us. We don't need them. Great things come when we integrate the best of things. It's our time. It's time we delivered solutions for ourselves. It's time for truth, freedom, and health. It's time for Cytosol. Welcome. everyone i thought it would be fitting to end on cytosol because cytosol is the platform technology that we use when we did the gmo research nearly now 10 years ago and it's the same platform technology we used and we're going to use now as a part of our open science project in fact we used in 2019 that uh to expose this whole failings of this one size fits all model it was because of that background we were able to start the fire Fauci campaign long ago. We didn't wait two years. Two years is a long time, you know, when you're dealing with crises. You know, two years talking, Joe Rogan and um, others talking about problems from two years ago. Now, 
is not leadership, okay? These people are not helping the movement. In fact, they're making people think they're gonna solve it when the bridge is already burning down, okay? Thank you, everyone. Have a good evening. I wish you well. Go to truthfreedomhealth.com and we will be doing a, a talk tomorrow on an update on the Cytosolve Open Science Project and then also um, initial uh, set of uh, a video update on what's going on with the truckers in Canada and everyone should support them and working people uniting. Everyone get on the ground, go to truthfreedomhealth.com. It is the only movement on the planet which is about you empowering you, okay? Thank you, be well. Thank you.